All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Amanda Berlin. She is a business coach and visibility consultant. And in this conversation, we talk about what it means to be visible. And it's not just about getting a media placement. It is about really stepping into being seen and witnessed. Amanda shares this journey of going from corporate and just going her own way. And I love this part of her story revolving around creating a positive ripple effect in your work. This is going to be something that so many of you are going to resonate with because we're looking at making a shift. You know, we don't want to go back and we want to move forward. And Amanda is a brilliant example of what that means in your work. I love this episode. I know you will too. Let's get into it. Amanda, welcome to the show. Cass, thank you so much for having me. And thank you. I, I am grateful that you're out there having these conversations. So thank you for creating this, uh, the space for this. I love this work and I appreciate you <laughs> for saying that. I'd love to put a spotlight on what you're doing and who you are. So share a little bit about what, what you're doing in the world and, and who you are on top of the work that you do. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Yes. So I am Amanda Berlin. I am a visibility consultant and a business coach for women in business who feel like they are the best kept secret, like they are shouting into the abyss, like they are raising that their fist to the heavens and asking, why isn't it me up there doing that interview or being featured in that magazine or being seen and heard and understood for the unique genius that they have have to offer. And I came to this work because I have a background in corporate agency PR work in New York City. And as I was working my way through the corporate world, my soul was dying. (laughs) And I needed to find a different way to do this work, which I realized was something that was my unique genius. I had a capacity to kind of find the important things about my clients, about the people I was working with and package them and position them in such a way so that the audience that should be interested in what they are doing hears about them and understands why they should be getting in touch with this particular person or company. And I realized that that resource was vastly under available for the small business, the solo entrepreneur, that the the big PR firms that could specialize in this kind of holistic visibility that I specialize in are completely out of reach for entrepreneurs, for small business owners, for solo entrepreneurs. And these tactics are tried and true. They've worked through decades of implementation in the PR world and small businesses need to know how to generate grassroots free visibility. Never buy, I never will tell my clients to buy an ad. There is a time and space for that, but I specialize in grassroots, organic, earned visibility. 
I think there's so much need for this because we have to, we have to see examples that look like us, that have aligned values and being a witness to that. You know, this is the entire reason why I created the podcast by having a witness, you can start to believe in a bigger picture for you. Yes. I love that so much. That is absolutely absolutely aligned with, with my values and, and my why behind this work, because I come from a background where, you know, even just emotionally felt like, you know, no, no one gets me or like, I don't feel connected enough to people. And so being, I think the antidote to that is realizing that your story is not just yours alone. And the only way to recognize that you're not the only one who is experiencing what you're experiencing or feeling what you're feeling is by sharing your story and finding your voice and connecting with people who resonate with what you have to say. And that's how we get clients as well in the business world is by creating a narrative that actually makes us accessible and makes us feel relatable and gives people the opportunity to feel like they're not singular in their experience. I love that. Mandy, you mentioned something in the first bit about being in the corporate world and feeling like you are just soul crushing death. (laughs) And I think a lot of people are there or have had a bit of a respite because work has changed so much in the last 16 months. And now as we are gearing up into the fall, it's looking like we're going to have a return to work and things are going to go back to the way they were. And so many women are saying hugely, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much, but no, thank you. I'm curious how it was for you doing the same work, right? Like you had your zone of genius. You're, you're basically doing the same work, but you went from doing it from a corporate environment to doing it for yourself. What about that made it different enough so that instead of it being soul crushing, it's now fulfilling? Yes. So that's a great question. My, uh, there are two things that come to mind. The first is that um, my, uh, I, I actually wanted to shun everything (laughs) about my past corporate life until I realized that it was actually something I was good at. And I just needed to change the context. I needed to change the type of people that I worked with, the environment that I worked in. And this is the second piece is that I needed to bring my values into the work. So the value around um, inclusivity and diversity and that everyone deserves to have a voice. And if we have a voice, we have the privilege of having a voice, we need to share the mic with those who have classically not had the opportunity to have their voice out there. So that's a huge piece. That's, that's what I was bringing to this work in 2013 when I found my, my entrepreneurial path is that, that, that huge why is that we all deserve to be heard. And we need to make sure that, that, all of us, those of us who can need to make sure that the rest of us have a voice. And then the other bit is I get to work with people 
primarily I work with women who are in impact driven businesses. And so they are having a positive impact out there in the world. And so my desire to, you know, when I left corporate, I was like, I just need to, like, I need to be doing something, you know, so vague and unclear about what I was going to do, but I knew it had to be something where I felt like I was quote, having a positive impact. And I did not know what that looked like, but I realized that my positive impact is like a positive ripple effect because I may not be out there directly impacting my clients' clients, but I am, I am giving my clients the, I'm, I am directly having a positive impact on my clients, but I'm helping them have a positive impact on more people by getting their, getting their work out there and connecting with more of the people who they will serve. So I, I work with people who are also having a positive impact. <laughs> I love that. I think I've said that way too many times, even already as we've recorded <laughs> this, but I, I mean it. And I think that the piece of it that I want to just underline is that initially you, you did want to repel against what you had been doing. And it took recognizing that a change in the environment a change in who you were helping and a change in how you showed up for that. Yeah. That's what needed to shift. It wasn't exactly. your genius. It wasn't the skills that you've developed over years in the corporate that needed to change. You know, sometimes we can look at, you know, our previous experience and think that we should just like light a match and walk away fast. <laughs> yeah. So many people that I'm talking to right now, that's not the lesson here. The lesson is, Hold on to what you're great at in this corporate environment and then shift where and how you do it and with whom you serve. Absolutely. And one of the beautiful things about holding on to that thing that you're good at, or even that thing that you're passionate about and changing the context is that it actually brings to your story, a depth of credibility and, and viability and validation when you're out there kind of promoting the work that you're doing, because you have this pedigree of having done what you did before that you can frame as having helped you build what you're doing now. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm coming up with this visual in my head and I have to think that this, I need to create this. So patent pending, right? <laughs> Is that what they say? You know, those flip books where you've got, here's the animal's head, here's the animal's middle, here's the animal's feet, and you can flip it around. And like my kids love those books and they, you know, they make the alligator with the elephant's body and the giraffe's feet. And it's like, oh, this is hilarious. But if we look at our careers and how we can pivot our careers, it's like, here are our skills. Here are the audience that we serve. Here is, you know, the environment in which we do it. And you don't have to change all three in order for it to make sense. You can just flip one or two. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think there's so many people looking for that career pivot right now. I think that's gonna be really helpful. So thank you for sharing that piece Absolutely. of it. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, women in particular feeling like the best kept secret. And yeah. I have heard this a lot. What makes somebody feel like they're the best kept secret and what's in the way of them feeling like they have visibility? 
That's a great question. So um, a lot of my clients, I, I hear the refrain over and over and over again. I'm really good at what I do, but not enough people know about me. And that's, that is ubiquitous. I've even in the earlier years of my business have said that about myself. Like, I know that this will work. Where are my people? And it's a very, it is a singularly painful and frustrating sensation to feel like you are in that cage and you are rattling the bars and you cannot get out and you cannot be, it's like the screaming and not being heard nightmare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I totally understand and empathize with that pain. So that's like the before, that's what it's, that's what it feels like to be in that place. The the visibility piece, the reason why visibility helps helps um, ameliorate that pain or, or calm that pain is because there is, it's a basic human need to be heard and understood. And when you put yourself out there, like I reached out to you to see if we could do this interview and you said, yes, I was like, that is like one moment in time where I felt heard. <laughs> right. And as yeah. we accumulate those moments, we accumulate the, um, you know, even in this conversation where you're like, oh, I love that. You know, when you get to connect with someone who is making you feel heard, who is absorbing what you're putting out there, who is your person, who's like part of the, the community that's there for whatever it is that you're putting out there. There is such validation that comes from that. And in some cases, like as much as we hate to um, admit that we need that external validation or rather we're trained to sort of self-validate and like you shouldn't rely on others for your approval. When you're in business, you need others to buy in and approve of what you're doing. Otherwise you will not have a business. And sometimes what we need as well as we're on that visibility journey are those little touch points of people to be like, yes, you, I choose you. Yes, you, I want to feature you. Yes, oh, that really resonates with me. It's, that's what keeps us going. That's what are, those are nods from the universe or whatever you want to say, or the community that says like, yeah, we get you, keep going. Yeah. I, I want to just break something down here that I have never really considered before, but visibility is not just about reach. It's about that validation piece. Because that, the validation piece feels like it might be an even bigger unblocker than whatever reach you may achieve from that visibility. Absolutely. And so it's, it's about, um, there's a couple of things in there that, that I, that are, that was such a juicy reflection. Um, it is about validation, va not just the validation for you as the business owner you know, the validation of your ideas and like the encouragement to keep going, but the validation of being interviewed or being seen in collaboration with someone or being part of a strategic partnership, the validation that that provides to everyone else who's watching of you and your business and your ideas is a huge boost to your credibility. And they perceive you and your ideas and your business as being of value because that person that they also trust said that you are worth trusting too. Yeah. 
or that person that they, um, who they follow in the media or whatever deemed you worthy of being interviewed, then they deem you worthy as well. So that's another layer of validation that comes with visibility. And then one other thing that I think is at the, um, the heart of my visibility strategy that I work on with clients is it's not, it's not just about media. It's not just about like you said, reach, it's about the depth of the relationships that you can create through your reach, whether it's through a very intimate kind of, um, you know, maybe it's, I, I work in a framework of visibility that incorporates every aspect of PR. So PR is not just media. PR is strategic partnerships. PR is collaborations. PR is events. PR, it, it, it does include media, but it's a, this holistic kind of, it's, it includes speaking on stages. It's this holistic approach. And so through all of that, what I really want my clients to do is create relationships that are going to pay off over time. And also again, like just be simply nourishing <laughs> on a personal and professional level. Yes. I can see how being a coach is a critical element into this visibility piece because mm -hmm. a lot of people will run into their own self-created hurdles on the journey of visibility because imposter syndrome and am I good enough? And, you know, I thought I wanted this before, but thank God I didn't get it. You know, that type of energy, totally. you need a coach yep. to support you through that. Absolutely. That is so true. And I, I love that aspect of the work, the, the inner work of creating an atmosphere where visibility is possible, where you believe your ideas are worthwhile, where you believe that it's worth the risk to put yourself yeah. out there and brave potential rejection, that you believe that your, that your business deserves it's close up. And, and so, and also I always say that, you know, as uncomfortable as it is to put ourselves out there, the women that I work with, as I said, you know, impact driven entrepreneurs, I know that you are willing to be uncomfortable. If it means you're going to reach the people who really need you, that you're willing to brave that discomfort, even just a little bit, if it means that that one person is going to find you. Absolutely. I think this getting comfortable with being a little uncomfortable yeah. is critical because it does require up-leveling to, to up-level. Like it's like, it, it takes a step up to climb the steps. That is yeah. always true. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground and I just, <laughs> I really love this idea of the, the validation plus reach plus depth being the kind of the markers, the milestones in a visibility journey and saying, how do I want to be seen? Yeah. And what am I willing to do to be seen? Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also I, I think that um, when you're contemplating how, what are you willing to do to be seen? I would always encourage thinking about what feels authentic to you in putting yourself out there. Because if you're doing something that is a should, or like this person said I should do it, or this is what that other person is doing and I should do that, it's not going to resonate in the same way 
as if you really tuned in and asked yourself, what feels right to me? What's authentic, what's an authentic way for me to show up. And I work with my clients on that all the time. I actually, at the very beginning of all of my engagements, I'll always say like, look, I'm going to give you every idea I have, but I need you to be honest with me about how they're landing because I don't want you out there doing something that you're just doing it because Amanda told you, you should do it. (laughs) I want, and, and believe me, we can find another way for you to do things. There's not just one way. So we will always hone in on the strategies and the tactics that are right for you. I want to spotlight an example and I'm not calling out the individuals because bless them. But there are some people that I'm following on Instagram and I'm like, and they're dancing and they're doing this pointing dancing thing on Instagram. And I'm like, wonderful. It looks so like them. I am here for it. They are clearly having a good time in their body. Praise hands, 100% celebration emojis all sent. Then you get somebody else that's doing it and you feel uncomfortable. It is like watching a bad episode of American Idol. And you're like, clearly this is not what you wanted to do. This is not in alignment. It is inauthentic for you to be doing this. And you are just doing this because this is the thing that has worked for somebody else. Right. The thing that's worked for somebody else worked for them. And like Absolutely. the idea that it's one size fits all is it's like a poncho approach. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> looks good in a poncho. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> right? Like nobody looks good in the poncho. And I just, I, I love the work that you're doing in the world around visibility and coaching and how personalized and unique this really is because when it's, you know, here's your 10 steps you're wearing a poncho. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. I've got a lightning round of questions that I definitely want to get into, sure. but is there anything that you wanted to talk about today that we haven't talked about? No, I, I love this conversation. I think that we hit on some great, great things. Yeah. And, and I think you really got to the core of what um, visibility means to me, you know, in terms of like the, the inner work and expression and alignment and, and also the importance of really sort of gut checking all of the things we're doing to put ourselves out there. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. Where can people find you online? Yes. So find me at amandaberlin.com and that's Berlin, just like the city. And if you want to connect, I love hearing from, everyone, anyone, let me know how this resonates with you. Um, I'd love to know how you love to put yourself out there or what you're afraid to do when it comes to putting yourself out there. You can hit connect on the menu and those emails come directly to my inbox and I respond to all of them. If you want to check out a visibility uh, training that I have that covers the three pillars of visibility that I teach in my work, you can go to amandaberlin.com slash visibility and download that. And you could even watch it on like hyperspeed so that you get through it even faster. (laughs) I love that. What is your go-to song when you want to up your energy? Oh my gosh. So I have a playlist called beast on my phone. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so there are a couple of songs on that that are my go-to. The first one that has been with me for a while is called Majesty by Nicki Minaj. Ooh, awesome. What time do you wake up? 6.15. What does breakfast look like? Ooh, um, lately an omelet. I'm like, an, um, I take my omelets very seriously. <laughs> do you have a favorite ritual? Yes, I have a morning ritual and an evening ritual. I meditate and I do what I call energy activations in the morning that kind of set the tone for how I want to feel throughout the day. And I have a journaling ritual and a praying ritual at night and a, and a cuddling ritual with my seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what is the book you've given or recommended the most? So I love the book by, um, in the, I don't read a ton of self, self-improvement, self but for some reason I feel called to share this title today. Um, the book Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. She's, I see you nodding. She's absolutely brilliant, down to earth. And I, I read that book, I can't even tell you, probably more than a decade ago. And I still reference it like on a weekly basis. Her latest book, Radical Compassion, Ooh. is just stirring. I, I think that's the best word I can use for oh it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It is worthy of the pickup. What are you doing imperfectly, but with great joy? Oh my gosh. So I always, I love to take on new projects. Like I'll get a creative kind of like bug and I'll go for it. So at one point it was macrame where I like was on the hunt for driftwood and I bought all the string. And so I did that for a while imperfectly. Um, right now I, I have a, I bought a condo two years ago and it's, it's a wonderful space and I'm blessed with like 21 foot ceilings in my living room, but the room feels so, I cannot get it to feel cozy. And so I'm working on that. <laughs> uh, you need a tree. Yeah, right. Like you need a legitimate tree. This is my dream. I mean, this is the thing that I'm currently working on manifesting is a house with exceptionally tall ceilings so that I can have a lemon tree in the house. I just feel oh like gosh. that is going to be next level awesome in my experience of life. It's a great idea, Cass. Yeah. Thank you. Lemon trees. <laughs> they can go anywhere, you know, because we keep our houses pretty temperate. It's not like yeah. it goes, gets down too low. Did you, have, did you watch the great on Hulu? It's the, no. it's like a fictionalized um, series about Catherine the great. And it's, it's very kind of like, it's in the vein of like Romeo and Juliet a la Baz Luhrmann. It's like, um, you know, sort of like an updated, um, but anyway, there is a, an, a, like an apartment in the palace that her paramour lives in that has a lemon tree in it. I'm checking this out. <laughs> I, my very favorite thing to do is to watch things on Hulu and oh, to perfect. just fully immerse myself into something that doesn't require my brain in those off hours. So that's, it's on my watch list. I would love to hear what you think. <laughs> I, I will let you know. Amanda, thanks so much for your time today. This was awesome. Cass, thank you so much. And again, thank you for creating space for these conversations. Literally my pleasure. Thanks for listening today. I would love your review. Wherever you've listened to this podcast, head on back to that podcast app and give us a five-star review. It will help this episode and all future episodes reach more amazing people just like you.